From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Welcome to WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB, this edition for week commencing September 28, 2014, and Ford Australia has announced its refreshed Falcon, Falcon Ute and Territory lineups will become the very first Australian-built vehicles to feature the ability to call emergency services following an accident in which airbags are deployed. The technology will be rolled out into all Ford models by 2017. Emergency assistance will only activate should the vehicle's airbags deploy or the emergency fuel pump shut off, indicating a significant impact or rollover has occurred. Once connected to 000 operators, occupants, if able, can walk away from their vehicle without a loss of connection, but if occupants aren't able to talk to the operator, the system is able to provide GPS location digits. Last week in our text edition of WIA National News, we wrote of the 7th National Radio Inferno Fest being held by the Historic Radio Society of Australia and being held in Canberra. The members-only auction had a variety of pieces on offer, including an old World War I trench warfare set, which was the highest-grossing item at the auction. Organiser Richard Begby said the piece was one to watch. The trench radio went to the Australian War Memorial for $3,300 and in our 100th year of joining the First World War, it's a terrific reminder of the technology that was involved in the war and how it's changed, Mr Bigby said. We made the War Memorial an honorary member for the day. Our membership was not only content but really happy to see it got to the War Memorial. There was a great round of applause when it was knocked down. The festival featured a spectacular collection of old radios and gramophones, including displays of wartime and spy gear and demonstrations. To commemorate Anzac 100, a series of articles is to appear in Amateur Radio magazine. A contribution to this has been made by Lloyd Butler, VK5BR. He writes of one of his mentors, Frank Miller, VK5BF, a legendary pioneer radio experimenter in Murray Bridge, South Australia. This World War I veteran signaller and Australian Corps of Signals served in the battles at Fromelles in France and Polygon Wood, Belgium. The Signal Corps was responsible for installing, maintaining and operating all types of communication equipment. While in the trenches, Frank assisted in the development of the teletype machine and was credited with its development. Returning from the war, Frank settled in Murray Bridge and joined the South Australian branch of the Wireless Institute in 1921, only two years after it was formed. December 1922, the Murray Bridge Radio Society was formed with Frank as the Honorary Secretary. The June 1923 issue of The Australian Wireless Review reported that he graduated from a crystal set receiver to a one-valve receiver and in that year was granted a transmitting licence. For some years, Frank managed a radio and electrical business. As a radio amateur, he communicated with many in Australia and around the world. In the early days, it was also a regular feature for listeners in Murray Bridge to tune into 5BF Broadcasting on the broadcast band Sunday mornings when regular broadcast stations were not on the air. Then, in 1934, in conjunction with a business partner, he obtained the commercial broadcasting station licence 5MU Murray Bridge. However, significant local business support was never adequate to sustain the local operation for long. It was then purchased by advertiser newspapers to become a relay station from Adelaide Station 5AD. Frank remained in charge of 5MU until he retired in 1953. 
When World War II commenced in 1939, Frank was not idle, setting up one of the first two-way radios for emergency fire services in South Australia. In April 1954, Frank Miller, Victor Kilo 5, Bravo Foxtrot, one of the early pioneers of experimental radio, a war veteran, became a silent key, aged just 58. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hams across Australia, VK2 and listeners of this broadcast are advised the next meeting of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society will be held Tuesday the 7th of October at 7.30pm. The Society's meetings are held at the Coniston Community Hall, located in Bridge Street, Coniston, and it's just a little south of the CBD of Wollongong. The hall is located right next to the Coniston Railway Station, so access to meetings by train is very easy. Now, at the October meeting, Brian, Victor Kilo 2, Golf Charlie Echo, will be presenting Power to the People, which will provide valuable information relating to the use of high RF power. Issues to be discussed relate to legal, biological, physical and electronics, which will help many to operate safely and without interference while still putting out a big signal. VK3 in the next meeting of the Homebrew Construction Group is Saturday, October the 4th at 2pm at Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms, that's 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. All are welcome. Inquiries and comments can be sent to the email address you'll find when you read www.wia.org.au and this week's text edition. For quite a few years, the South East Radio Group, VK5SR, has taken part in the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. A number of club members have, in various years, enjoyed being at the Cape Jaffa, the Cape Martin, Robe and Cape Northumberland Lighthouses. Andrew McInnes, VK5KET, the club secretary, saw that with some new members showing interest, plus a small pool of dedicated members getting more active, it was time to activate them all. Added to the registration list this coming year is Cape Banks Lighthouse, a staggering five in total for the club. Surge members won't have far to go to reach many lighthouses, while a few further away will need some travel, but hopefully the bug of operating portable will bite. And the bug certainly has right around the world, with in August this year some 544 lighthouses and lightships being activated. Across Australia from VK1WIA... You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605 kHz and 147 MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. What use is an F-call? Recently, I was in a discussion with a friend and we were talking about how we started things that we do today. During the discussion, I recalled that in my teens, I must have been 12 or 13 at the time, I was a sea scout in the St. Lodewijksgroep in Leiden, in the Netherlands. Our gear was stowed in a little windmill called the Boterhuis Molen, which was opposite a little island where we used to camp. On one of those camps, we had a couple of visitors who set up a huge army tent with lots of gear in it. I remember talking to some guy in Brazil at the time, and if you've been a scout, you'd recognise I'm describing Jota, or Jamboree on the Air. I had completely forgotten that activity, but clearly it rubbed off, since here I am, a licensed amateur, making those same contacts myself, with my own station. While having a foundation licence prevents me from sharing my station with an unlicensed person, it doesn't stop me from helping with clubs who go out to local scout and guide halls to show and tell this activity of amateur radio. 
it got me thinking about other activities we might pursue to show off amateur radio to the wider community. There's organised things like the Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, but it need not follow that path. You could contact the local library and set up in their lobby, or the local hardware store, set up a station, sell sausages and share the fun. You could go to a local fair or a local school or to the local sports grounds, on the beach, activate a park or a rotunda, go into the local shopping centre and share the joy. The sky's the limit. When was the last time you shared your hobby with someone outside the amateur community? I'm Ono, VK6FLAB. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. NZART AGM and Conference 2015. The NZART AGM and Conference for 2015 will be held in Hamilton over our Queen's Birthday long weekend from Friday the 29th of May to Sunday the 31st of May 2015. The venue will be the Kentucky Lounge at the Tarapa Racecourse, Hamilton, New Zealand. Astronaut Steve Nagel, November 5 Romeo Alpha Whiskey, Silent Key. Sad news that NASA astronaut Stephen Nagel, N5RAW, who flew four space shuttle missions, has died August 2014. Steve Nagel became a NASA astronaut in August 1979. He first flew as a mission specialist on STS-51G, which launched on June 17, 1985. In 1991, as commander on flight STS-37, he was among the all-ham radio crew, where he was joined by astronauts Ken Cameron, KB-5AWP, Linda Godwin, N5RAX, Jay Apt, N5QWL, and Jerry Ross, the former N5SCW. Nagel's last flight was as commander of STS-55 that carried the German D-2 space lab. With that mission's completion... N5RAW had logged a total of 723 hours in space. Brazil proposes 5275 kHz to 5450 kHz international allocation. The National Telecommunications Agency of Brazil will propose a new amateur service allocation from 5275 to 5450 kHz in the next meeting of the Permanent Consultative Committee 2. Radio Communications of the Inter-American Telecommunications Commission to be held from September 29 to October 4 at Merida City, Mexico. The new allocation, secondary status for amateur service around 5300 kHz, has been discussed since 2012. US ham falls from tower and dies. James G. Linstead, Whiskey 9 Zulu Uniform Charlie of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, has become a silent key caused by injury sustained when he fell 95 feet from a ham tower. W9ZUC, age 59, is reported to have been wearing an over-the-shoulder safety harness but was not tied off while working on the 100-foot tower. LXS Lunar Ham Radio Payload. China plans to launch a lunar circling spacecraft carrying a ham radio experiment and returning it safely back to Earth. 
caught on the tail of last week's announcement by Japan that it plans to send a ham radio payload to an asteroid, comes word that China will send some ham radio gear around our moon and then bring it back home. The ham radio payload is known as 4MLXS. It was developed by Lux Space of Bertsdorf Glessenburg and is slated for launch as part of 196-hour China-sponsored moon circling mission in late October. The amateur radio payload will weigh only 30 pounds and will transmit on 145.98 MHz plus or minus 2.9 kHz. The transmitter will be able to produce 1.5 watts feeding a simple monopole antenna. This should give a signal-to-noise ratio comparable to amateur moon bounce signals returning at the Earth's surface. During a lunar flyby, the spacecraft will be 248,000 miles from Earth, and the distance to the moon from the spacecraft will be between 7,500 to 15,000 miles depending on the final injection vector. The continuous transmissions will start at 77.8 minutes after launch, with five successive one-minute sequences sent during each five-minute transmit cycle. The digital mode JT65B will be used so hams using the free WJST software can decode it. LuxSpace is encouraging radio amateurs around the world to receive the transmissions and send in data that they can capture. A Java client will be made available to automatically send the decoded files to a central database. That address will be made available before the flight on the LuxSpace Facebook page. As we go to air, the launch is expected to take place on October 23rd at 1800 UTC. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather MB, KB3TZD reporting. The ham radio payload 4M-LXS stands for the Manfred Memorial Moon Mission. It was named in memory of the late Professor Manfred Fuchs, who was the founder and chairman of OHB Group of Bremen, Germany, who passed away last April 27th. A complete mission outline is on the web at tinyurl.com slash china-moon-flyby. Radio Amateurs of Canada has announced an agreement with that nation's telecommunications agencies to back the society's formal proposal to create a worldwide 60-meter ham radio allocation, one that would be introduced for discussion at WRC 2015. According to the Radio Amateurs of Canada, this proposal will be brought up at the International Telecommunications Commission, or CITEL, meeting in Merida, Mexico next month to be considered as Canada's position going into WRC 2015 and proposes two 25 kilohertz band segments for amateurs. The first would be from 5.330 to 5.355 MHz, and the second beginning at 5.405 and ending at 5.430 MHz. Amateur access would be on a non-interfering secondary basis, which is a standard operating approach already in force for several other amateur radio allocations. Radio Amateurs of Canada says that although this is very good news, the process is still ongoing. The final decision as to whether or not to create this new band will be made next year at WRC 2015. But, says Radio Amateurs of Canada, presenting a firm proposal from that nation with specific frequencies for support by the International Telecommunications Union Region 2 countries is a giant step toward a favorable outcome next year. Ofcom have advised that they are expected to be LTE test transmissions over the next few months in the 2.3 gigs band. LTE transmissions are the wireless communication of high-speed data for mobile phones. The tests will be in central London and will be up to 38 dBW ERP. If licensed radio amateurs should, should become aware of unusual transmissions, they're asked to bear, bear this in mind. A report on 2012 trials in the UK in the United Kingdom that used 3.613 megs for 24k bandwidth high-speed data and video transmissions is now available to the public. It notes that by using modern modulation techniques on S- an SSB channel can support a raw data rate of 12,800 bits per second, and wider transmitters can support proportionally faster data rates. 
More information on this experiment can be found in a very fascinating article with a long title of Wideband High Frequency Communications 2012 UK Trials Summary prepared by James Alexander of Rockwell Collins Corporation. You can find it at tinyurl.com forward slash hf hyphen video hyphen testing. New Zealand Amateur Radio Transmitters, that nation's national society, has issued an update on preparations to celebrate the 90th anniversary of the first two-way radio communication between that nation and the UK. Amateur Radio Newsline's Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, reports from Kiwiland. On October 18, 1924, Frank Bell for AA in Shag Valley, South Island, New Zealand, contacted Cecil Goiter, who was operating as 2SZ from the Mill Hill School Station in the United Kingdom. New Zealand's Otago Branch 30 of NZART is celebrating the 90th anniversary of this radio contact that changed radio communication forever as it established new and initially the then little understood rules of shortwave communication. In preparation for the celebration, working parties are being held to test the antenna, while quite a bit of effort is going on arranging and sourcing equipment. So far, two visits have been made to Johnny Bell and his family, who are the sixth generation of the Bell family at the Shag Valley Station location. The attempt to recreate the contact will take place on Saturday, October 18th at around 0630 UTC or 1930 New Zealand Daylight Time. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2014. Amateur Radio's International Air Ambulance Week, nine days from September 28. Oceania DX Contest Phone, 0800 hours UTC, Saturday, October 4. 2800 hours UTC, Sunday, October 5. Oceania DX Contest CW, 0800 hours UTC, Saturday, 11 October. 2800 hours UTC, Sunday, October 12. 2015. Tablelands Radio Group will again hold AMNCW on Anzac Day, 25 April. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Awards. The portable activity just keeps on growing. The Keith Roger National Parks activation period in November will see operations in at least 23 Victoria National Parks. Strategically placed around Victoria with VK5 operators in Western Parks, it should be easy to make contact. The awards manager Tony Hambling VK3 VTH thanks those already registered making the year look like being the best yet. A list appears in the text edition of this broadcast. Although national parks have already been chosen, keep in mind multiple activations are encouraged to meet the different requirements and propagation. Don't forget to either register a national park or get ready to work those who head for them on the weekend November the 14th to the 17th. And anyone can enjoy the great radio, great outdoors mix. In recent years, there has been a trend towards many more women enjoying amateur radio, and along with that, couples are increasingly found sharing the airwaves portable. The latest are Amanda, VK3FQSO, and Bob Bauer, VK3FLAK, activating Terry Terry and Kara Kara, 
as part of the Keith Roche Memorial National Parks Award. They're good friends with Julie, VK3FOWL, and Joe Gonzalez, VK3YSP, who will be trekking to the Wilson's Promontory National Park, although national parks have already been chosen. As was mentioned before, multiple activations are encouraged to meet the different requirements and propagation. Please listen for them on the three days of November the 14th to the 17th. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. SARL change beacon frequency. The South African Radio League has requested ICASA to change the beacon frequency of 5250 to 5290 kHz to line up with the same allocation in Europe and other countries. This will greatly enhance the coverage of the beacons. ICASA has agreed and this week changed the 5250 kHz frequency for 5290 kHz. To receive WSPR beacon, set your radio to SSB and tune 1, 5 kHz lower to 5288.5 kHz. WSPR stations operating on 5250 kHz are requested to move frequency by the 4th of October to 5290 kHz. U.S. Antarctic Stations now on LOTW. K1IED, who is the QSL manager for the United States Antarctic Stations KC4AAA, KC4AAC and KC4USV, says that all three are now using Logbook of the World. K1IED notes that logs from the past two years as well as some of the older have already been uploaded. There is the possibility that some of the older logs could be uploaded in the future as well. Ireland's oldest city, Waterford, is this year celebrating its 1,100th birthday. In line with the many festivities and events to celebrate this anniversary, the Southeastern Amateur Group is currently activating the special call sign EI1100WD until the end of the year from various locations. Activity has been on various bands and modes, mainly HF. Many pile-ups have been worked by members using the special call. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it's relayed on 146.825 and 146.850 at 9am. I'm Gordon, VK4VP. Good morning, I'm Robert, VK3DN. This week, looking at special interest group news and Media Watch. Another broadcaster to end AM transmissions. Medium Wave Info reports that Deutschland Radio will end broadcasting in the medium and long wave bands. They say that on December the 31st, 2014, 153 kHz, 177 kHz and 207 kHz will close, along with six medium wave stations planned to close the following December 2015. A call for more ANZAC 100 articles. For several months now on this broadcast, we have summarised material from the ANZAC 100 series to appear in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine. These include many individuals who served the country in times of war and their exploits as radio amateurs. Most have been written by the WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, and Lloyd Butler, VK5BR. The role of women in war has come from the Alara historian Jennifer Wardrop, VK5ANW, VK3WQ. 
More contributions are welcome about World War One and World War Two. particularly sought are stories from Australian amateurs who served in the Korea and Vietnam Wars. If you can assist with an article or a contribution of material to the WII archive, please contact the WIA historian Peter Wolfenden VK3RV. Now, special interest group news, and we start with digital plans for a release of WSJTX 1.4. Yes, a public release of the weak signal data mode software WSJTX version 1.4 is planned for October the 1st, and download links will be posted at that time on the WSJT homepage. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Send your message to Earth from around the moon. The Lux Space 4M amateur radio payload expected to fly around the moon at the end of October has a limited number of messages that we hams will be able to upload on the 4M website that will be transmitted on 145.980 MHz using the JT65B mode during the flight. Lux Space says that there's only room for 2,500 messages, each up to 13 characters long. You can register your message at moon.luxspace.lu. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting, Jamboree of the Air. Once again this year, the St George Amateur Radio Society will be operating an amateur radio station, VK2LE, at the largest Jamboree of the Air event in Australia with over 1,000 guides and scouts. Joda Station VK2LE will be located in Bonapoint Reserve at Picturesque Canal in southern Sydney. Station setup will start at midday on Friday the 17th and operate under canvas over Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th of October with pack up on Sunday afternoon. In the area and you're interested in helping, well, all the equipment is provided as well as most of the meals and refreshments. Just bring your skills as an amateur radio operator. Previous experience with Jota is not essential, as seasoned Jota operators will be there on hand to give you some support. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Phil Longworth, VK1PL, the Deputy State Coordinator of Weissen ACT, is after some help. Saturday the 18th of October for the BMSC Tumut Rally. Sunday the 19th of October for Actera Brookvale Endurance Ride, Brindabella National Park. Sunday the 26th of October, Pedal Power Fitz's Bike Challenge in Southern ACT. Sunday the 2nd of November, Carriage Driving at Whitwood. Saturday 8th of November, Beastworks, Call of the Beast, Obstacle Race at Canula Farm, Nass. So there's five events that Weiss and ACT know about right now and VK1PL really needs to get moving on the first two or three. So if you're available, please offer your help. Okay, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting for WIA National News. As time goes by, VK4BB rewinds to Ham Radio's Halcyon days. Researchers discover Wolverhampton Man's secret past. He was a happily married insurance agent with a secret that he took to the grave. Jeff Hanley was known to be a keen radio ham, but nobody realised exactly what he was doing once he donned a pair of special issue headphones in his garden shed. He would leave his family night after night to operate from the radio shack that was specially blacked out for fear of air raids and in which he kept a Sten gun, Lee Enfield 303 and hand grenades. 
When the siren sounded, he ensured his wife, two children and dog were safe in the shelter he dug in the garden of their Wolverhampton home, but he would not join them. He stayed above ground at his post in the shed, continuing to secretly monitor German military radio signals. The operation was so hush-hush that even he may not have been entirely sure how the information he gathered was being used. But he was certain of two things. It was important, and he could not speak about it to anybody outside those he worked with. Read this fascinating story in full from the Lincoln Hour text edition, which will take you direct to the Express and Star newspaper site. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. As we wrap up WIA National News for another week, this weekend on the social scene, sees in VK4, the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's weekend at Camp Fairburn, and in Melbourne, the Melbourne Amateur Radio Technology Group's Hamfest at Keylor East. Remember, this is their first Hamfest, and it's Sunday this weekend at IKCA Social Club Rooms, Keylor at 10am. If you're in the area, then get down for that bargain radio you may have been looking for. The address, the corner of Malera Road and Keylor Park Drive, East Keylor. In October, October 3 in VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Cardwell Gathering, a four-day event. October 17 to 19, worldwide, it's Jota. October 23 in VK5, Adelaide's RAOTC Luncheon Marion Hotel Mitchell Park. And October 25 in VK4, Hamfest on the Gold Coast. Till next we meet, and I think in light of what's going on in the world, we may just, for a short time, change our walk softly to this one. Keep calm and carry on. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.